What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 15 quarterback start sits. I'm going to be rifling off all the start sits here coming out on, I guess this will be Tuesday. So running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, they're all going to be up today. And then throughout the rest of the week, I'm going to be putting out uh, positional rankings for running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, even doing defenses and kickers. So just a ton of content for you guys throughout the week. As always, if you have any fantasy questions and you drop them down below, I will make sure to get back to you. And then if you do enjoy the content, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'm going to be uh, going through every single week 15 matchup, listing every fantasy relevant or just starting quarterback as either a start, fringe, or a sit. Starts are players that you feel very confident with in your lineup. You feel great, you know, having them as your starter. Fringe options, you know, they're going to be finding your lineup. Maybe they're, you know, typical solid options who have rough matchups. Maybe they're, you know, typical mid-tier QB2s who have plus matchups this week. For whatever reason, they're somewhere in that like back-end QB1, high-end QB2 territory. And then sits, you know, pretty self-explanatory. You want those guys on your bench. One thing I noticed this week is that there's not a ton of like super locked in top options. A lot of those like guys in like the QB 8, 9, 10 range, they're kind of dealing with some rough matchups. So let's just jump right into it. Thursday night football, 49ers taking on the Seahawks. I really did consider having Brock Purdy as a fringe option. I talked about him as a potential waiver wire pickup. I opted to go with a sit here. I would say if Debo Samuel was healthy and ready to go for this one, I probably would have Purdy as a fringe option, but I think losing Debo is definitely a big loss for this offense, and it's just going to limit the uh, overall you know, power of the uh, weapons core on this team, so he's going to be a sit. If you have them and you know maybe there's a league where everyone's super stingy with quarterbacks and you got a Lamar or someone who's probably going to miss this week, I think you could do worse than Brock Purdy. And then on the other side, people may not love this, but I actually have Geno Smith as a fringe option. Typically, Geno Smith is a locked-in start for me. He's been wildly consistent over the past six weeks. In those six weeks, he has scored between 19 and 23 uh, fantasy points. So in six weeks to not score under 19, that is very, very impressive. Unfortunately, this is a very tough matchup here against the 49ers. They've allowed the fifth fewest points per game to the quarterback position. So I still think Geno Smith is startable. I think he's a back-end QB1, but I just don't think he's in that tier of players where you feel crazy confident throwing him in there because this is a tough matchup against the 49ers. Now, moving over to the Colts-Vikings game, I mean, Matt Ryan, pretty clear, you know, he is definitely going to be a sit. And then for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, I mean, this is his spot. He's a weekly fringe option. He's, you know, always in this category. Moving over to the Ravens, taking on the Browns. This Ravens quarterback room is kind of a mess. So we have Lamar Jackson. I have him on the graphic. If he plays, I think he's a start. I don't really think he's going to play in this game. I think he'll probably take one more week and then be back for week 16. We had his backup, Tyler Huntley, who I thought was a decent fringe option last week. He leaves with a concussion, and now we have Anthony Brown taking over. If Anthony Brown is getting his first career start, he is most definitely going to be a sit. And then on the other side, I really did go back and forth here with Deshaun Watson. I guess he had a better game, 26 of 42, 276 passing yards, threw a touchdown, threw an interception, added 33 rushing yards on the ground. He is barely a fringe option for me, like he's a bottom-end fringe play. I guess he has shown some slight improvement. He has the weapons. This isn't a crazy tough matchup against the Ravens, so I do think this could be a game where maybe he takes a leap, 
but I wouldn't love it. But, you know, like I said, back end fringe play this week. Then moving into the divisional game between the Dolphins and the Bills. For the Dolphins, I mean, Tua basically, you know, all season long was a very strong weekly start. He was looking like he was potentially a high-end QB1 at one point, and he has kind of really fallen off over the last three-ish weeks, more specifically back-to-back two kind of down games, 13.8 and 12.6 fantasy points. And then he has another tough matchup here against the Bills, who have allowed these six fewest points per game to quarterbacks. So kind of what I was talking about with a lot of these like in-between guys, normally players like Tua, Geno Smith, they're solid weekly starts. But in really tough matchups this week, I do think they get bumped down to fringe options. On the other side, obviously Josh Allen, fire that man up as a high-end QB1. Then in another divisional matchup, we have the Falcons taking on the Saints. The Falcons are going to be turning to Desmond Ritter for the first time. I think it'll be interesting to see. My uh, expectations aren't crazy high. I think both of these guys are pretty clear sits, though. Obviously, Desmond Ritter and then Andy Dalton on the other side for the Saints. Another game where I have two sits, it's the Steelers taking on the Panthers. This is probably going to be a pretty gross game to watch, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky for the Steelers. Going to be sitting both of those guys and then uh, sitting Sam Darnold here for the Panthers. Then in maybe the only game where we have two starts, I have the Eagles taking on the Bears. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, high-end QB1 week to week. And then I feel like I'm going to be getting a lot of questions this week on you know Justin Fields because we know when he's been on the field, he has been fantastic. He's been a high-end QB1 you know, over this uh, recent stretch, but this is a very tough matchup against the Eagles. And I'm not going to be giving Justin Fields the same treatment that I've given guys like Gino and Tua because I think Justin Fields' play style is a little more matchup proof because for a guy like Tua or for a guy like Gino, they have to actually put together a pretty solid real life NFL game for them to produce, right? The majority of their production is, you know, coming from their passing volume, their touchdowns, all of that stuff. For Justin Fields, he could go out in this game against the Eagles. He could throw for 100 yards. He could throw for zero passing touchdowns. And he can go out there, rush for 100 yards and a touchdown. And he's given you a solid fantasy football day. So that's why I still like Fields as a start here. It's the fact that his rushing upside is just so elite where a team can actually contain him as a real-life quarterback, but for fantasy, he can still deliver you very solid production. So he is still going to be a start for me. I think if you have him, unless you've got like a Hertz, a Mahomes, or some of the other starts I've talked about, I would feel confident starting Justin Fields. Obviously, the matchup isn't ideal, but I'd still be rolling with him. Now, moving over to the Chiefs taking on the Texans. Chiefs, obviously, we fire up Patrick Mahomes as a high-end QB1, and then going to be sitting Davis Mills for the Texans. Or if they uh, turn to, I can't even remember the guy they were rolling out there. Uh, I think it's Driscoll. They go with Driscoll, also going to be a sit. You know, whoever's playing quarterback for the Texans, going to be a sit. We have the Cowboys taking on the Jaguars. For the Cowboys here, I have Dak as a fringe option. I mean, just to be totally honest, he hasn't been super impressive over the past few weeks. It's not like he's been going up against super tough matchups. He just hasn't been playing at a crazy high level. I think he's a back-end QB1. Pretty decent matchup here against the Jaguars. But still, you know, we're going to need to see some improvement moving forward. For the uh, Jaguars here, Trevor Lawrence has been wildly impressive over the past few weeks. In his last four games, 21, 24.9, 16.4, and 33.4 fantasy points. And unfortunately, he's just another one of these guys 
who kind of falls into that category of just having a bad, bad matchup. The Cowboys have allowed the third fewest points per game to quarterbacks. So I think Trevor Lawrence really is like right on the edge of making it into that start. And hopefully I'll be able to differentiate kind of these different tiers in my quarterback rankings. I just found it tough because I didn't want to throw in some of like the, uh, you know, back end QB1s into the start category because I felt like the difference from those guys to those high end QB1s was a little bit different than, you know, the back end QB1s to the high end QB2s, if that makes sense. So you'll be able to see where I have these guys ranked in my QB rankings. But for now, he is going to be a fringe option in a game with lower tier fringe options have the uh, Lions taking on the Jets. Jared Goff has been cooking over the past few weeks. Not an ideal matchup here, but I'm still going to be rolling with him. It's probably like a high-end QB2. And then I think this is where Mike White fits in also. A great matchup for him going up against the Lions. Obviously a much better matchup going up against that Lions team than Jared Goff has going against the Jets. We've seen Mike White have one really strong fantasy day, one okay one, and then one down one against the Bills. But even in those you know, lesser performances, his passing volume has still been there. I think he can have some success here against uh, Jared Goff and the Lions. Now uh, down to some sit matchups. Cardinals taking on the Broncos. Kyler Murray, unfortunately, looking like he's out for the season. Brutal, brutal hit to this team. Very unfortunate for Kyler. And then for the Broncos, it looks like they may uh, also be going out there without their starter, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, took a pretty solid hit or, you know, his head hit the ground pretty solidly. So I doubt he plays. Even if he did play, he would probably be a sit anyway. So if it's Brett Rippon, definitely going to be sitting him. Could be a pretty gross matchup there. Uh, Cardinals, Broncos. That leads us into the Patriots taking on the Raiders. For the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones is going to continue to be a sit. Just not showing a ton fantasy-wise. For the Raiders, Derek Carr is coming off of a down game, but he had been on a nice stretch before that Thursday night game. I don't want to throw all of that away for one, you know, mediocre performance. So he is still going to be a fringe option for me, probably a high-end QB2. Then we have the Titans taking on the Chargers. Ryan Tannehill is going to continue to be a weekly sit for me. And then Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is back as a locked-in start. Healthy Keenan Allen, healthy Mike Williams, great matchup here against the Titans. I'd feel very confident with Justin Herbert moving forward. Then we have Joe Burrow taking on the Bucks. You've got to feel great about him, you know, as your starting quarterback. And then uh, for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, definitely going to be a sit. I say it in every video, this team is absolutely cooked. You know, I really like to see him on a different team. I think he still has it. I think, you know, the uh, 49ers game kind of opened up an opportunity for people to really crap on him because he had a down game. But we see early on in the season, you know, he's making a ton of plays. It's just been falling apart all around him. And now, you know, he's kind of fallen into that also. I think, you know, he could find himself on a different team next year competing. And I think it could be fun. Or maybe we see him retire. I just think it's kind of tough to see him go out like this on this uh, tough Buccaneers team. Moving over to uh, Sunday Night Football, the Giants taking on the Commanders. I think Daniel Jones is a very solid fringe option. Someone who I think has had a very underrated fantasy season. This is a dude averaging 17.1 points per game with just an abysmal, brutal cast. I mean, this dude has his wide receiver one as Darius Slayton, who's probably, you know, heading into the season, most teams like wide receiver three or wide receiver four. You've got Saquon as really the top option, but he's kind of underperformed the past few weeks. A neutral matchup here against the Commanders. He's given you consistent rushing production, whether it's, you know, through, you know, solid yardage or getting into the end zone. Neutral matchup here against the uh, Commanders. Not sure if I said that, but I think he's a very solid, like fringe top 12 week to week quarterback. 
And then Monday Night Football, the Rams taking on the Packers. Going to be sitting both of these guys. I know Baker, you know, had a uh, flashy finish to that Thursday night game. I guess Rodgers has had some slightly better performances with uh, Christian Watson out there, but kind of just a matchup where I'm going to be fading both of these guys. And that is going to wrap it up for every single week 15 QB matchup. Like I said at the top, going to have my start sits for every position today. Going to have the uh, positional rankings coming out on like Wednesday and Thursday, the typical injury report coming out on Saturday. Thank you guys for stopping by. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you guys in the next one.